Warning, the Catholic Man Show contains high levels of manliness. It's simple, really. You either want to grow in virtue and holiness, or you want to be a sissy whiny baby. If you choose to move forward, grab your whiskey glass, because the Catholic Man Show is starting right now. And welcome to the Catholic Man Show. We're on the Lord's team, the winning side, so raise your glass. Your glass is empty. Just doesn't feel right. But it is a to raise be- an it empty is glass. a beautiful Glencairn glass etched with the Catholic Man Show logo. With lasers. With lasers. Yeah. Uh Dave, I'm pumped about this episode because let me tell you something about about like my Catholic faith journey. Let me Oh, sit, do tell. Do sit tell. down. Sit down. Okay. Relax for a second. Let Please. me tell you. Please do tell me. I'm a cradle Catholic. Okay. As you well know. I, I did know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there've been times in my Catholic faith where I have I've embarked on some knowledge that the church a knowledge journey. A no, knowledge journey that the church has provided for me where I realized why have I not known this for so long? Like what has mm-hmm. taken me so long to know this? Mm-hmm. One of the first examples that I can remember is reading Jesus and the Jewish roots of the Eucharist. Yeah, the fourth cup. And the fourth cup by Scott Hunt. Yeah, I was like, so I, I think guys. We, I think we actually came across the fourth cup first. First. And then Scott brought it to our one of Tuesday our, morning One of our group. men's meetings, yeah. yeah. And it's like, what? Yeah, kind of, especially for me, I went to Catholic schools my whole life. Mm-hmm. You know, not college, right. but... Kindergarten through a, through high school. Right. How do you not know about something like the fourth, the fourth cup? cup? Right. So the fourth cup happened. I'm like, wow, that is crazy. I never knew that. Like it blew my mind. Mm-hmm. Reading Jesus and the Jewish Ruth, the Eucharist was another mm-hmm. one. I was like, whoa, that is crazy. Yeah, big time. Why did you guys hold out on me for so long? Yeah. Uh, another book that I read not too long ago was uh, the, four Card- uh, the Four Cardinal Virtues by Joseph Pieper. When I read that, I was like, guys... You guys have been holding out on me, the Catholic Church. Why have you guys not told me about this? Uh, today, we're gonna we're gonna embark on a, another topic that when I read, I was like, "Whoa!" Did not realize this was a thing, mm-hmm. um, and it blew my mind. So, so we're gonna go on a journey today. Yeah, yeah. Sit down. Enjoy. Come with us. Yeah. Take your shoes off. Stay a while. Come walk with us. Well, if they're gonna walk, then they need their shoes. Depends on. I mean, maybe you can go shoes. Depends you know on what? the terrain. Shoes. We don't need them. Yeah, I mean, have you ever walked through somebody's yard who has a nice, like, plush, a, yeah, gra- plush grass, you know, like a nice fescue? Mm. You know what I'm saying? There are a few things nicer than walking through a, a thick fescue lawn. So I'm really, anyway, I'm really excited about the I'll topic. I'll bet in heaven they have a lot of fescue. Maybe so. A lot of fescue in heaven, yeah. What did you think, uh, Georgia, probably, actually, if we're going to... Could be, could be. Uh, what did you think about the topic when I sent it to you, though? I liked it. I liked it. I mean, uh, Father Sean Donovan had mentioned this to us in yes. passing. Right. So I had, I had, like, you know, I've heard of this. That's That was my response, and so it was nice to... So so hang in there with us. If this is your first time listening it, yeah. to the Catholic Man Show, the second half of the show is when we, we jump into the topic. The first thing we do, Dave... 
Well, you know, before you go on a journey, Adam, the first thing you have to do is prepare. That's okay? true. Okay. Yes. So we're going to be it's preparing like, for a journey. You don't jump into the gym. I mean, you have to stretch. Yeah. You have to do a little bit. Like First of all, you heart. have to go buy some cutoffs. Actually, shirts. no, you don't buy cutoffs. You buy regular shirts and then you cut them. You get some scissors. Yes. And you, and you cut them so you can flex. Right. So the first thing we do is we open review and enjoy a man beverage. This uh, scotch that we're trying today, Talisker, you want to jump it onto the Bev cam real quick? It's their my pleasure. It's their ten year. They started uh, producing this in 1989. Mm, okay, so I guess 30 years ago, technically. Yes, one of the Lord's team, the winning side. So raise your glass. Cheers to Jesus. Uh, this is going to be a, a a smoky scotch. It's not going to be as smoky as. The Lagavulins. Mm-hmm. No, but, but yeah. It's or, or kind of similar, a little easy, bit. Easy to pick up on the smoke. I can, if I can get it, anybody can get it. Um, Oban is kind of similar in the fact of it has that hint of smokiness, I think. This is their tenure, so which is kind of their staple. Um, I really I really like this this scotch. What did what, what, you get on the nose? Mm. Green apple really pops out to me. I get green apple and I get uh, a little bit of leather and a little a little hint of honey on the back end. The honey is the only one of those three that I can pick up that I can detect. Okay, oh, maybe I'm using too many fingers when I when I nose the glass. That's definitely. I notice you're using a lot less fingers than I was. I think that could have something to do with it. See if that see if that oh, makes a wow. difference. Oh uh, wow, apricot. apricot. And apricot. Apricot. <laughs> you haven't even. <laughs> it's French, okay? Yeah, okay. There's. It's so uncultured. Now that I'm using the proper number of fingers, it's. What do you think? Chew it. I like. I like your chewing. <laughs> it's mm. interesting. I don't get any of the green apple that I that I smelled on the nose. However, I get a strong like tobacco. Um earthy taste mm. with it and it hits in the back of the mouth with the, with the smoke and it, yep. it it does linger it's a it, nice it, finish it's a com- little, it's a complex whiskey a little, actually a little white pepper i'm gonna go with white pepper i th- i th- it's a pretty complex whiskey there's a lot mm-hmm. of things that are happening in this yeah this is a about a seventy dollar bottle of uh, sixty five seventy dollar bottle of scotch, so it's not on the cheap end. Yeah, at least for in my standards, we've exhausted a lot of the cheap options on the show. That's yeah, because that's our our typical go to. We it's we, interesting. We, it's we 40, started there. Yes, it's uh, it's forty five point eight percent alcohol. Interesting. ABD, not forty six. Do not call it forty six because it's forty five point eight. Specificity. Yes. Specificity, Details. yeah. Specificity before agreement. What? It, so, I mean, what are your thoughts? Well, Overall? I know. I think it's really good. I like the smokiness. I like those kinds of whiskeys. There's a nice peppery finish. I also tend to like just those more aggressive uh, flavors. And I always call them aggressive. That's probably not the right word to use, but that's that's what I like. Hmm. So this is this is in my wheelhouse. It's at the very end. Also, you you get almost that that sea salt. From from Scotland, like the waves crashing into the to the distillery, there you, you can almost hear the waves. You can almost hear it. Do you hear every time you exercise a virtue? A scotch gets its salt, mm-hmm. not like angels get its wings. 
That is way better than angels getting their wings. They don't even have bodies, mm-hmm. okay? So they don't they don't actually have wings is the thing. That's the thing about angels. Yeah. And they're not little they're not chubby little babies either. No, they're not. Thanks. It, it, wasn't that the Renaissance era that did I don't that? Know. I think it was. I mean, they do look real cute in the domes of all the churches. Mm-hmm. But I don't think angels are probably cute. They're probably not cute. They're probably terrifying. Mm-hmm. So, uh, man, I would say that this this scotch. I would not say this is if you are a new scotch drinker. I don't think this is this is the one for yeah. you. Uh, I think it could this, be. Some people. Uh, we've had some people say the first time that uh, Lafroig was the first scotch they ever tried and they loved it. Yes, I mean that's that true. that can that, happen, but 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 the complexity of this one, I think that until you refine your palate just a little bit, at least, at least try. And the only way you can refine your palate is by trying trying yeah. more. Yeah, yeah, um, I agree. And so it hasn't really worked you, th- well for me. I don't think but. you can uh, take advantage of the complexity of this scotch without being uh, having more of a refined palate. Okay. Um, so I I would say this is more. I would not use it if again if you're. Jumping into scotch, I, I don't think this is one you should buy. I wouldn't recommend it. I would recommend it more for the intermediate to experienced whiskey drinkers, which I'm hoping to be at the intermediate level soon. Mm. I'm hoping to. I think that I'm going to be there soon. Is there a, like a bracelet or a pin for that? Or Yeah, but yeah, it's an invite only. I see. So Good luck, man. Thank you. So, again, I think that it's a, it's a really good whiskey, but I... I'm 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 excited about it. like I enjoy it a lot because it's very complex, but I don't think that a lot of people would enjoy it as much as I do. What about you? I I think I'm enjoying it more than you. So oh yeah, so there. I didn't realize we were so, having a competition. Nanny nanny boo boo. <laughs> How was your week? Uh, it was well, it was great. If you're talking about last week, t- it's Monday right. today. Feast of Fatima, Our Lady of Fatima. Had a good week at work. That's good. Uh, a lot, some good successes. Yeah, you had at, some. At, you had at, a, a nice in the closing. Yep, yep. Opened a good, a good account. account. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. Nice. Uh, did you do anything for fat? For all my accounts are good accounts, though. Right. Because they're all people. Especially Adam, me, Adam. They're all people. I'm. Okay. Yeah, I'm one of your accounts. Yeah. Uh, what did you do? Anything special for uh, Our Lady of Fatima today? Uh, which is to, Monday. I went to mass. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. I and I wore blue. Again, a Marian color. Yep. Nice. All, all blue. Very good. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know if you've you've got to this point. This may be just a boy thing. I don't know. But we tend to break a lot of rosaries at our house. We ha- we do not do that. Okay. Uh, well, I take it back. When Elizabeth was about two, she was chewing on one. No, 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 no. I mean, we pull and break. And we try to stop it, but sometimes boys just, yeah. they do it very fast. Right. They're very quick, quick about it. Yeah. Boom. All of a sudden, the chains break. So I decided today we're, I was going to get them new rosaries. Yeah. Th- and I, I bought a little medal for each of the rosaries with their name, with their patron saint, and a little rosary pouch. So it's like their rosary pouch. They can put their rosaries in and keep it in by our home al- altar. And then we prayed the rosary together as a family. Nice. I think that the, uh, like these kind of feast days help uh, teach men to lead their families in, in, in praying the rosary. Yeah, yeah. Great opportunity to start. Yeah. Or so, tomorrow. Tomorrow is a great day. Tomorrow could you also be great. Just start right now. Just do it. Yeah, just do it. We're on the Lord's team. The winning side. So raise your glass.
Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. I'm David Niles. Here with Adam Minahan. We're drinking a little Talisker. Talisker? 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 Tenure. Tenure. Really good. Tenure whiskeys for me are are the... uh, I like them. Never had a tenure I didn't like. Hmm. I don't know if I can say that. I can say that this tenure is more complex, in my opinion, than a lot of tenures that that I have had. Yeah. I dig, I really dig it. I really dig it. I do too. Is it a single barrel? Uh, I I know that they it's American oak barrel that they put it in. But it's a it's not a blend. No, it's not a blend. It it, it it's a single malt. Yes. Okay. Um. It's not a blend. But single barrel, single single malt, those are different things. Correct. Yeah. But you asked, is it a bar- you asked two different questions there. Right. But before so I we said sec- single barrel, and then we talked about it being in different barrels, even though it said single barrel. You see what I'm saying? And now that was confusing. I see. Okay. And- I see what you're saying. Uh so Dave, a couple things that we need to talk about Kay. before we get into the gear. Okay. One, Patreon's going well. Do you, are you going to do a shout out? I do need to do a shout out. Patreon is going well, but guys, let, let me tell you something. Tim Staples is going to be here next week, or actually this week. Yeah, Tim Staples. Tim Staples. Uh, if you guys have been enjoying our interviews in studio, we had you know Dr. Ray Grindy, we had Trent Horn, we had Patrick Coffin, we're going to have Tim Staples, Carla Broussard, uh, Dr. John Cuddeback. We have a couple others that are maybes right now that I've reached out reached out to if you enjoy those if you enjoy those those talks and you want you want to hear more of them we need your support uh everything that that the Catholic Man show receives goes right back into the show Dave and I don't take a single penny of it so you can support us if you enjoy it going to patreon.com/thecatholicmanshow less than 1% of the people who listen to our show donate so imagine if we could get 2% or even hit that 1% mm-hmm. I mean, we could do it. We could. We you've could, always fantasized about being in the the one percent. The one percent. I want to be a one percenter. Right. This is your opportunity right here. Uh, so do what our, our buddy Thomas Fisher did. You, we've met Thomas Fisher. He gave us. Remember, he he brought a uh, beer to us from Michigan. Hello. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. Okay. You weren't looking at me. So Sorry. I, so I was. Hello. I'm here. Okay. Uh, Thomas Fisher became a friend tier. On patreon.com slash the Catholic Man Show, donating $25 a month. Uh, but you can donate as little as uh, $4 a month or as high as as much as your bank account allows. Yeah. How long do you stay a newlywed in your in your mind? A year. A year? I think maybe even two years. Maybe a year. He's a newlywed. Yes. He has a new new child, too. Yeah. Way to go. Yes, way to go, Thomas. Uh Another thing that we need to talk about is the Catholic Man Show campout because we're getting really close to that. So close. Why don't you? Why don't you? Okay, so it's coming up in October. Uh, it's going to be probably the last weekend in October. It's definitely not the first or the third weekend. So it's probably the fourth weekend. It is. It's the fourth. It's weekend. It's the fourth weekend, unless we change our mind. We tr- we tried to do the second, but. Uh, the thing about the second weekend is it's Juan's diaconate formation. Yeah, and we cannot go camping without Juan. Like, we, it would be bad. We'd, if you've been on the camp out, you would understand You know that. why we can't go camping without, without Juan. Juan. Right. We can't do that. But we camp out... It's also OU Texas, which... Which would be... T- yes. That'd be tough, yeah. But we camp out at Clear Creek Monastery. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a ton of fun. Uh, we only allow... I think we're going to open it up to 45 people this the year. The most hardcore of Benedictines. 
Yes, they are. They're very hardcore. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's so much fun to have a night uh, or, or, or a weekend, a long weekend of brotherhood, praying together, mass together, liturgy hours together, eating with the monks, roasting a pig on the campfire, singing around the campfire, fishing, I don't know, all sorts of different things. Maybe a little frisbee. Frisbee, horseshoes. Horseshoes. Uh, so anyway, we're going to open up the this sign up here pretty soon. Did you say beer? Did you say beer? I, I missed beer. There's beer. A lot of times we have whiskey tasting as well. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, our man gear today kind of goes into... In that vein. In that vein. Uh, it's a sleeping bag. And that's the man gear today. If you're going... You know, spring is kind of the the time where a lot of people start camping. I'm going camping on Memorial Day. I think I am too. I think we're going together. With the Graylisses? Yes. Sweet. High five. Uh, high five. Very nice. Um, at, you know, spring and fall are typically the best years, at least in Oklahoma, or best seasons uh, in Oklahoma to camp. Yeah, because it's not sweltering. Right. Or freezing. I, I would... T- I. I'm more okay with freezing than sweltering because the freezing you can do something about. about right. <laughs> you can stand by the fire, you can dress warmly, you know, but the right. sweltering, no. Can't you, do it. It's like, I'm going to just uh, go lay in the creek. <laughs> I'm going to sleep in the creek. Yeah. Wake up covered in moss. Uh, so, mummy bags, your thoughts. Okay. This is. So, I used to have a mummy bag. Right. You're like, this is, uh, yeah, this is circa 1995, the, the year of our Lord. The ninth, the one thousand nine hundred ninety fifth year of our Lord, mm-hmm. uh, I was in Scouts, okay, doing some camping, summer camp, Scouts. This is Boy Scouts. I was in Boy Scouts when Boy Scouts was actually Boy Back Scouts. Back when it was Boy Scouts, right? For boys, right? Um, and so I wanted a mummy bag. Because those are the, because the cool. They're the best. Right. That's what I knew. Mummy bags are the best. Okay? Check. Right. So that's what I wanted. I wanted a mummy bag. Okay. Got one. Hated it. <laughs> the worst <laughs> sleeping bag I ever used. Not because it was bad. It was because too I good. was using it in July. Mm. And ain't nobody want no mummy bag in July. <laughs> it was so terrible. It, it, it's like, so it worked too. Too, it was too Mummy good. bags are for, they're for it's cold. cold. Right. So you can zip yourself up and you know, you just got like this little piece of your face mm-hmm. that's still, it's like, this is all of you that's out of the, the bag. That's a mummy bag. So you stay, you stay warm. Right. Oklahoma, you can't, you can't do that in the summer. You, what do you think? So were you just who like, gives, you, who gives a 10 year old a mummy bag in Oklahoma? <laughs> so, so you just woke up dripping sweat. Yeah. And so I would have to unzip the, and it, it was it would be so bad. It's not that I was just wet. I would be stuck inside of this thing. You know, you're trying to like <laughs> get your arms out so you can unzip it. And you're like, it's, I'm restricted. <laughs> so you think you're just going to die. Like, this is it. I'm stuck in here. Uh, this is this is where I die. It's the middle of the night. I'm too embarrassed to wake anybody up. I'm just going to die <laughs> right here. So I, I recently became a magazine subscriber to The Backpacker. Nice. And they sent me an extra magazine that said The Gear Guide Backpacker. Sweet. And within that, it, they had a bunch of different sleeping bags. And and they rated all of them, which I thought was perfect for us because we can just rip rip off what they yeah, say. Yeah, we're just... In fact, we're just going to read this, except... <laughs> 
<laughs> we're going to pretend like it's us. It's us. Yeah. Right. Uh, so a couple different things you want to you want to think about for buying a sleeping bag. Right. This is once again these are all our ideas. Yes. Yeah. Completely original. Right. If you're hiking or not, mm-hmm. um, you know, for weight, 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 for instance, and size is is going to be mm-hmm. a big big thing. Size in in general, as far as how how tall you are, yeah. and how wide you are, mm-hmm. are going to be a big factor in buying a mm-hmm. sleeping bag. In fact, if you're going hiking, depending on the weather, I think really the hammock is the way to go. Father Brian Ketterer. Oh yeah, he brings a hammock to the uh, uh, Catholic Mansion camp. And uh, Michael Sabbath, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, he brought a hammock. Shelton, Shelton, Shelton Han. Han, he brought the hammock. Sure. And uh, they've got them now that are super insulated and stuff. And mm-hmm. so, like, and they weigh nothing essentially. Really? I mean, they're su- super, super lightweight, and I they know, fit into a bag. It's like this big. So there's a couple different sleeping bags that I thought were, were pretty cool. I'm just gonna highlight. Uh, I'm gonna highlight three of them. Uh, the first one was the Sierra Designs Nitro Quilt. It's for 35 degrees Fahrenheit sleeping bag. Okay. So that would be pretty good for... I only know Celsius. Can you give it to me in Celsius? No. Okay. Um, but it's it has a, it's very tapered at the bottom for the feet to keep it warm, but then it, it V-necks out big time to for people who roll around a lot in their sleep. Because a lot of times, you know, if you're in a in a bag and you're rolling around, it gets all twisted up, and yeah. then, and then all of a sudden you're in this cocoon of a right. sleeping bag and you can't get out, and you, you're laying on top of the zipper, right? Because so, you rolled, right? And you're trying, and you know, you just can't do it. Yeah. So this is pretty cool because it, it actually has hand pockets on the the very ends. Put it, up, put it up in front of this camera right here. Okay, it has hand pockets at the at the ends, uh, so that way you can your hands won't get get caught in anything. You can kind of keep your hands at the uh, the edges of the sleeping bag and kind of roll up if you're if you're somebody who like grabs the mm-hmm. the sleeping or your the pillow the pillow and yeah kind of, I like to bear hug the pillow sometimes this would be a great sleeping bag for you yeah uh, and it's about two hundred fifty dollars mm. um so my favorite sleeping bag is the one that my wife can fit in with me that mm-hmm. doesn't get too hot ooh okay something very similar to a sheet <laughs> Uh, another one that that was pretty cool that I thought was is a Montbell Down Hugger 800 half length. Here's why half length. Yeah, so it sounds really weird, but it's in a spiral. This this sleeping bag, so it allows it's like it stretches out as you as you go in it. So it's like it looks a lot shorter. So it's good for hiking and, and backpacking. So like if you get taller overnight. Yeah, if you're if you're growing pains that happens and you're, to me you're growing. Yeah. But it's in this spiral. It's a really cool design. Okay, show that one. Uh, I want to. Sh- yeah, I'll show this one. It's a really cool design because it's in a spiral effect, and so as you're as you get into the sleeping bag, it it has like almost twenty percent. It says, uh, uh, like elastic. Hurry, what's the other one? Hurry, hurry. Uh, the last one is REI Co-op Magnum Thirty, because it's kind of the best of both worlds, but it's okay. more expensive. Okay. So I'll put a link to both to all of them. When we get back, uh, we're going to talk about the gifts of the Holy Spirit that you receive in mass. I'm really pumped about it. I'm really excited. We're on the Lord's team. The winning side. So raise your glass. Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. 
Sipping on a little bit of Talisker 10-year. Just got done talking about the sleeping bag. The topic today I'm really excited about, it comes from the book, Nothing Superfluous. Ooh, try again. Nothing Superfluous. 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 Uh, I have to give yeah. I have to give David Biddle a shout out because he's the one that bought me this book. Yeah. Our buddy David Biddle. Do you know why he called it Nothing Superfluous? Yes, uh, because of the mass. Because it it shouldn't be there shouldn't be any. Well, he was he was mocking a Vatican do- Vatican II document. I don't think he's mocking. No, but... he's mocking it because in there one of the things that they said is that there should be no superfluous repetition. Right. And so in this book, he, was pulling, he, he was named it, it out. nothing superf- superfluous because he was, and he goes through painstaking, uh, he, he really works hard showing how everything in the Latin rite is for a reason and is not indeed, in fact, superfluous. Right. Yeah. Um, so it's by uh, Reverend James W. Jackson, FSSP. He pulls this from the Trinity Mass, the, the traditional Latin Mass, but I think that you can take everything that we're about to say into account in, if you go to a Norvis Ordo parish because it's just being aware of what's happening. So if you remember, Dave, back in the, I don't know, maybe 90s or early 2000s, we changed things up and we said, when when uh, the priest said, the Lord be with you, we would say, and also with you. Yeah. And instead, now, uh, I think Benedict changed it back to, and with your spirit. Right. Yeah, was it that long ago that was... I think it was pre two thousand. No, surely not. I well, I'm not. I'm not positive. Anyway, uh, Saint. I want to say that that's like after we came back to, the, like in the last uh, ten years, maybe. I'm not yeah, sure when anyway. it was. Okay, doesn't matter. Doesn't uh, matter. So Saint Albert says he gives three good reasons on why we should we should continue saying uh, and with your spirit and why that's the better translation. Uh, number one, when the priest uh, when the priest is standing at the altar, he must be entirely in the spirit in the Holy Spirit. Number two, uh, the spirit of the man frequently goes astray. So whenever he's saying, the Lord be with you and, and with your spirit, you know, there's sin, you know, there's temptations within man. Sure. Uh, and a lot of times we go astray. Yeah. So, and then the third is, what happens at the altar is clearly a work done by a spiritual power. So when one who stands at the altar, there must be nothing but the spirit and all the worldly ideas and thoughts out of their mind. Yeah. So that's why St. Albert at least says, uh, those are the three good reasons why the translation should be and with your spirit. It's also a better translation because it's a better translation. Mm-hmm. That's it's more accurate. That's just what it says. It, it, it's more accurate. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so seven times throughout the Mass, the priest says, Dominus vobiscum. 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 Cum. Cum. Like uh, cum laude, cum, yes, vobiscum, uh, which is the Lord be with you, et cum spiritu tuo, tuo right, and with your spirit. Uh, so each each salutation that the priest gives during the mass, he's praying for the faithful might receive the gifts of the Holy Spirit throughout the mass to mm-hmm. be able to pray the mass well, and then we respond by and with your spirit to ought to uh, to reciprocate say the, that say the same things to so him so that way he may celebrate and pray the mass well also right. Which I thought was was pretty crazy, because I didn't I didn't realize that this the seven gifts of the Holy Spirit are being uh, received throughout the Mass, uh, and these are supplements to being able to be, live a virtuous life. So we talk about this all the time on the show that uh, we have to be able to develop 
a virtuous life, you know, develop these habits of the good. And in order to do that, there are these little baby steps of being able to say no to the to yourself, to be able to do the good over and over and over again. Right. But you have to be able to have these these gifts that this this grace that the church gives us to supplement you because otherwise otherwise pride sets and you think it's just you. Yeah. Um, so the gifts of the Holy Spirit are some of the things that that they give, and throughout the Mass, they give it in a, in a specific order to be able to pray the Mass well throughout the Mass, mm-hmm. and it uh, builds upon each other, which I think thought was crazy. It's like they thought this out or something. Right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so the first one is wisdom. Hmm. So right before the first salutation is during the Mass, after the Gloria, uh, you'll see the priest... Uh, and the faithful pray for the gift of the of wisdom, which they will need to benefit from the collect and the the epistle that will follow. So the collect, you know, is collect. Uh, collect, yes. I'm yeah. sorry. So that that's the uh, uh, through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Right. And then the epistle, uh, you know, the the reading. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in order to understand this wisdom, you know, what's going on, you have to have this 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 virtue of wisdom, this gift of wisdom. Isn't that cool? That is very cool. So it, it provides you to be able to uh, get the most out of that particular spot in mass. Yeah. Um, it, so it's, it, uh, wisdom is, is distinct from faith. Faith is uh, assent to the defined articles of the Catholic belief, but wisdom further goes to a certain divine penetration of these truths. A divine penetration of the truths. Mm-hmm. I like it. So it's the difference between knowledge and wisdom. Correct. Yeah. However, if you uh, if you just have wisdom and you don't have the other gifts of the Holy Spirit, like uh, you, you could fall into pride and think that, that this is something that you've done on your own, mm-hmm. something that, that, that you've done. So the next thing is understanding. This would block understanding. Because if you have this wisdom... Uh, you wouldn't understand that it's a gift from God. Yeah, and so you and I were talking about this ahead of time, and I, I was saying how it seems like you should, ha- one would have understanding before wisdom, you know, because I can know a thing, but then wisdom is understanding, like, how best to use it, you know? So it's one thing to know something, and then it's one thing to know know it to its ends, you know? But mm-hmm. that's not that's not actually the case. Wisdom comes first. And in fact, in the Book of Wisdom... Uh, it says something like, uh, pass on the traditions to the youth, because a youth that learns the traditions has wisdom without the experience. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's something like that, where he, it's basically saying, if a youth learns to follow the traditions you pass on, mm-hmm. he has wisdom, even though he doesn't have age and experience, you know, the things that typically give right. you wisdom. Right. And so it, the, uh, the gift of the Holy Spirit of understanding is, is great for 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 people like me, because you know, there's times in your life where you don't know why something is right, but you just know it is. Yeah, that happens to me all the time. You're like, I'm not sure why, I, I I can't articulate it, but I know that this is the truth. Yeah, that's the gift of understanding. So it it, it penetrates the heart of revealed truth, even when they do, when people do not understand its entire meaning. So this is this second ha- uh, salutation happens right before the gospel. Uh. The priest c- turns around. Yeah, so this is, once again, we're talking about in the Latin Mass is when this happens. Correct. You know, the priest turns around five times. Uh, seven times. Seven times, okay. Mm-hmm. And says, peace be with you. Right. Uh, 
Yes, and with your spirit. Dominus vobiscum, yeah. right. The Lord be with you. Yeah, and so each one of these times represents the... So even if you go to Norvus Ordo Mass, you know, right before the, the second reading, you can ask for the, you know, uh, the gift of wisdom. Right before the gospel, yeah. you can ask for the gift of understanding. Yeah. Because and also, I think we're talking about the high mass. I don't think he, he, I don't think he does it seven times in low mass. He, maybe he does, but yeah, I, I don't think I'm he does. I'm not sure. Because uh, yeah, I, haven't, I haven't gotten to a whole lot of low masses, so yeah. I'm not, I, I, I can't say. Uh, so, but without uh, understanding ability to understand public revelation, can you have to be able to check your pride at the door because it's obviously a gift from God, and uh, basically, so so it says. Hold on, I want to I want to make sure that I get this right. Uh, this can degenerate the kind of blindness in applying to daily life because you, it's like something you understand but you don't know how to pragmatically apply it in your life. And so you need uh, the, ver- the the gift of counsel. So mm. the, so right before the offertory, uh, the priest again says, you know, so the Lord be with you and you and with your spirit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this makes us uh, prefer the joys of sacrifice to the pleasures of the world after the example of Christ, with the offertory coming down. You know, because this is because we've had to sacrifice to give the gifts. Right. Yeah. And, and a lot of times, I heard somebody tell me this one time, I can't remember who it was, but he said, as the offertory is being processed down, you should ask your guardian angel to to give everything that you have. Put uh, your intentions. Yeah. Yes. In, right. Yeah. That was the from, altar. I, I can't remember her name, but that was from that mystic who received like some revelation about the mass and somebody, somebody else will know. But anyway, that's what she said. And she could see all the guardian angels who... The people in mass who had no intention for the mass, and they were all sad because their their bowls were empty that they were bringing up to the altar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know, uh, counsel enables us to judge promptly and rightly. You know, it's, it's a virtue of prudence. It's a sub virtue of prudence. Yeah. And prudence is you're being able to say, nope, this is the right way. This is this is just. I'm moving forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the counsel, the gift of the counsel, helps with the offertory as you as like you understand that this. That we're not of this world, we're in this world, but we're not of this world, and so it it it's a checks and balances of being able to understand that you're this isn't the final destination, the world isn't. Nice. Uh, however, if you continue to have all this counsel, but you don't you don't put it into action, then you can fall lazy, and so you need fortitude to be such a good virtue, which is which is so great. So you need fortitude in order to uh, carry out all these good decisions. Uh, and that that happens right before uh, the preface of the of the canon, which is like you know we lift up your hearts, we lift them up to the Lord. Let us oh, yeah. give thanks to the Lord our God, is right and just. Yeah. So during that time, you should ask for the gift uh, from the Holy Spirit of fortitude. Uh, okay. Um, so I, let me. This I'm quoting from from the from the book here. A Catholic who becomes fervent in God's service will soon be condemned of the world, but the gift of fortitude sustains him as he carries his cross. So you understand that we're about to have the ultimate sacrifice. We have, we replicate what Jesus does in our daily lives of picking up the cross and following him. The world's going to reject it, but we got to have the fortitude to continue carrying that cross. Awesome. You agree? Oh, yeah. Good, because that would be weird. I'm way behind you, bro. <laughs> we're on the Lord's team. The winning side. So raise your glass.
Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. I'm David Niles, sitting here with my best friend Adam Minahan. Pa, pa. We're talking about how there is nothing superflu- superfluous. That is a hard word to say. Words superfluous. Words are hard. Yeah, dude. Yeah, especially book, when you especially when you're only using the best words of the best words because that's all we we and, only and we the, have we have the best words. and good words words that are just so good gooder they're just the goodest so we're talking about uh the the gifts of the holy spirit that you receive throughout mass we'll have a rundown at the very end so stick with us but uh we were just talking about fortitude right before the break but fortitude can blind you to what is good because you're you're a doer you know you can understand fortitude can blind you to what is good Mm mm-hmm like because you're a doer, like if you know you're carrying out all these things, right? But you don't have the uh, the time to contemplate. Is this a good thing? Is this is this what we should be doing? Hmm. I'm just doing it. I'm going. I'm. That's going. interesting. I'm just not used to the vert a virtue making you blind. To well, me, this is a, a gift. This is the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Okay. There's a difference between In, the yes, gifts of the yes. Holy Spirit Indeed. and Indeed. the virtue. Vir, uh, virtue. Indeed. Um. So, what you, uh, in order to be able to to combat that, you have to have knowledge. So you have to have knowledge of what is good, good, good and evil, and this is the fifth thing that, uh, the fifth time that the, the priest, the priest, he's called the priest. Is that what he's called? Yeah, yeah. that's good. Or father. Uh, it's right before the Agnus Dei, and the priest prays that the peace of the Lord be with the faithful always, and here he prays for the gift of knowledge. This gift enables us to evaluate created things at their true worth, namely the in their revelation to God. And I'm quoting here: the gift of the of knowledge unmasks the pretense of creatures, reveals their emptiness, and points out their only true purpose as instruments in the service of God. It shows us the loving care of God, even in adversity, and directs us to glorify Him in every circumstance of life, which is a perfect thing to be thinking, contemplating, and thinking about right before receiving communion. We've talked about and this even- is the Agnus Dei. Is mm-hmm. that what you said? Mm-hmm. Okay. So when we're doing the Lamb of God. I should be thinking, praying for knowledge of myself. This is something I pray for a lot, mm-hmm. uh, just because I know that I'm good at deceiving myself. Mm-hmm. It's because of my humility. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, I just so earnestly want the gift of true knowledge of myself. I know it's a, it's a difficult, uh, bitter, bitter gift to receive, because you think that you're doing okay, mm-hmm. but you know the holier you get, the more you just realize how empty and just totally you know worthless is not exactly the right word to use how far away you truly are right but just how bad you are in comparison to god right yeah so uh being able to receive the gift of knowledge is perfect gift uh, to desire right before reception of holy communion to be able to see clearly that the eucharist is above everything on this earth will prevent a bad communion in a negative sense, and a positive sense will enable us to esteem Christ's friendship above all. Yeah, because it will give you gratitude. Right. Yes. And understanding of, we we talked about last episode about the ends, like what is the end of everything, you Mm -hmm. know, and the purpose. Um, You know, and the Eucharist is is the end-all be-all here on earth. Nice. Right? High five. Pun intended. Yes. Yeah, I thought so. Thank you. But uh, knowledge can make uh, men cold, knowing, uh, especially I think guys can realize this or, or, or relate to this. You know so much. The, a lot of the people who, who are very intellectual, who, uh, they're so black and white that they, they lose the 
Um, the fervor. Yeah, but they. I mean, you think about some the of the pastoral. smartest people, and lose, a lot of smart people turn into atheists. Well, and they lose the pastoral. They yeah. lose the sense of being able to to experience human beings' emotions, uh, being able to relate yeah, sympathy and true. empathy. Uh, so you, you you have to have the gift of piety, mm. which uh, which is the sixth salutation uh, is the gift of piety, which we pray right after receiving Holy Communion. This gift perfects the virtue of justice towards God and infuses us an instinct, instinctive love for him and devotion to him. Because, you know, it, it's a, we talk about the sub-virtue of religion, or a sub-virtue of justice is religion. Correct. And because it's, we owe it to him, out, out of justice, to worship him, our creator. Similarly, we need to have the gift of piety from the Holy Spirit after we receive the Holy Communion out of uh, the virtue of justice to be able to be thankful for the the most mind-blowing gift God could ever give us here on earth. Himself. Himself. Right. Isn't that crazy? The gift of piety? Yes. Okay. So uh, the gift of piety is essential to the growth of the interior life. It, it enables us to see God not merely as a just and terrible judge, but also a loving father that comes from Romans. Mm-hmm. So being able to understand uh, how, how loving he is, he gave himself completely to us. Uh, but the gift of piety uh, can sometimes lead us down to where uh, you respect too much of your superior's uh like who your superior is. Yeah. You can almost... Are you like, trying to say clericalism? Yes. I think clericalism is a good word okay. for it. Where you, you you latch on to somebody so much so that regardless of what they say, you, you put them almost as a god. Up on a pedestal. Up on a pedestal. Yeah. And that's why you have to have the last gift of the Holy Spirit, which is the fear of the Lord. So just before... Uh, the dismissal of mass the the priest and the faithful pray the seventh salutation which is the gift the fear of of, of the lord the uh, seventh oh okay yeah the okay. seventh yes so w- when does that happen i mean it's just it's right, like before, right the, before the dismissal mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and this gives and what, com- what do they call that part of the mass they call the that dismissal? misa est yeah well yeah i mean at misa est Okay, so at, that's at the dismissal. Right. So right before that, he says, he, he says, the Lord be with you and with your spirit. Okay. Uh, and it protects us from sin uh, through the dread of offending God. But also, uh, it says, here we're not, we're not praying for uh, the fear where, the, where it's the mere punishment of doing what's wrong, but also the fear of hurting somebody we love. Hmm. So, you know, there's two ways of, uh, there's a, a true, there's a, and that somebody we love is principally is, is God. God. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, so you can have two ways of fearing the Lord, which is not a, a complete way as far as like being worried about the punishment that you well, receive. One way is fear of hell. Right. And then the which other not way, a, it's not a full way. Of, but is sufficient. But it, but is sufficient. But mm-hmm. the second way is being a, uh, not wanting to offend the one that you love. Yeah, and when they talk about fear of the Lord, it's really more of like an awe uh, and wonder that you have at the Lord. But mm-hmm. yes, yeah, there's... Different types of, uh, I forget what they call it, but there's perfect and imperfect, whatever the thing is that we're talking, talking about. about. Yeah. Uh, so five times throughout the Mass, the priest actually turns around and says, the Lord be with you and with your spirit. Mm-hmm. 
these five times commemorate the five apparitions of Christ after his resurrection. So the mass commemorates not only the death of the Lord, but also the fact that he has risen from the dead, which I thought was so yeah, cool. This is one of the cool, I think this is one of the coolest parts because when Jesus is coming back, what does he keep saying every time when he keeps appearing to them? He keeps coming to them saying, peace be with you, mm-hmm. peace be with you, peace be with you. You know, I mean, the apostles are terrified mm-hmm. and super scared. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would be too if I thought Jesus was dead. I didn't know anything. And then he's you know, I'm just back, like, I'm just a, fish. fisher, I'm just a fisherman. He's like cooking fish on the beach. Circa. And you're like, what are you doing over there, Jesus? Like, I thought you yeah, died. Right. I know. Like, year of our Lord, let's say like 33. Right. Ish. Ish. Uh, and then all of a sudden, there he is. I mean, I think I would think I was tripping. <laughs> Had some weird fish. Right. Too much mercury in the fish. Right. Whatever it is. Uh, so anyway, he keeps coming and saying, peace be with you. And that's exactly what the priest, who is Persona Christe Capitus, saying mm-hmm. to us. Right. So I thought that, like, when I realized that all this was happening throughout the Mass and that is so succinct, is so thought out, I was like, man, this is crazy. I'd never heard of this. Yeah. It's like Jesus was doing stuff just to make the Mass better. It's, it's, Unbelievable. It's so like, you want you want to you want to like go he, through this really quick again, just to make it. sure. Yeah. Okay. So let's back up from the beginning. Okay. okay because if you are not going to the Latin Mass, mm-hmm. these parts of the Mass are still in there, and so Correct. you can still know. Oh, here's when I pray for this. Here's when I pray for this. And you know, okay, you're listening to a podcast or a radio show right now. You're not going to be able to remember all seven unless you write them down. So if you do, if you can't write them down, try to remember two. Yes. Pick two good. of these. Uh, whatever it is you think you need most. And then when you go to Mass from now on, you can remember to pray for those two things for yourself and for your family. That's a great idea. Okay. Wisdom is the first one, and it's right after the Gloria. So remember, Gloria, ask for wisdom. Wisdom. Uh, the second one is understanding, and it's right before the Gospel. Remember, like there's a lot... It, that one makes sense. The that Gospel is very logical. Dense. I want to get it. Yes, I want to yeah. understand it. Correct. So counsel is right before the Offertory, making sure that you understand, like, we're not of this world, but... Uh, what is what is right and just is to give God what is what God is due. Okay. Uh, the fourth one is the beginning of the preface of the candle uh, of the canon. So remember, when we lift up our hearts, we lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord. Our God is okay. Is that's right the and canon. Just. Yes. Okay. Uh, that's the gift of fortitude. That's when you want to ask for. It is right and just. Remember, right and just fortitude. To me, okay. that that kind of that kind of comes together. Okay. Uh, knowledge is the fifth one, and it's right before the Agnus Dei. Okay. Yep. So we can, like Lamb of God, take away the sins, my sins. If I know myself, I know my sins. Knowledge, yes. Agnus Dei. Boom. I got that one. Uh, piety is right, right before, or right after receiving Holy Communion. Okay. I that, get that one too. Yes. I because th- honestly. That's when I feel piety in the mass. You know, like right. of all the times in that the mass. That makes sense. Going back. And whether it's... Anyway, keep going. Yes. The last one, fear of the Lord, is right before the end of the mass. You know, you want to make sure that you do everything you can. Wonder and awe. Right. R- wonder and awe. So anyway, this book uh, is, is, is incredible. I'll link oh. it to our show notes. Uh, I highly recommend it. Check it out. Thank you to David Biddle for getting it for me. Father Sean, uh, F- Father Sean Donovan for talking to us about it. We're on the Lord's team. The winning side. So raise your glass. And cheers to Jesus.